What is up, everybody? Welcome back to TMT Time. I am your host, Evan Rothstein. We are back with Startup Sutras with my co-host, Yosh Eisbart. And we are here with the outgoing but founder and CEO and chair of Tech NYC, Julie Samuels, joining us from upstate New York. Julie, welcome into TMT Time. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So you are, I alluded to, a founder of a tech policy think tank. I don't know if that's how you describe it in New York. So why don't, for our listeners, you do the better job introducing yourself than I can. Yeah. So uh, about almost six years ago now, I founded an organization called Tech NYC. So obviously we're in New York City. It's a nonprofit membership organization that essentially works to represent the, the tech industry in New York City. Um, and, and what that actually means is that we've got a really broad-based membership of about 800 members, the largest employers in the city, as well as hundreds of small startups and investors um, and others. And we all come together and we focus on, at its broadest, we focus on what it takes to ensure that New York City is the best place to build and grow tech companies. But what that actually means we do kind of fits in a couple different buckets. One is we spend a lot of time working on state and local policy. We work with the mayor's office, the governor's office, you know, all the elected officials. Sometimes we fight with them. Sometimes we get along, but essentially trying to push policies that make New York work well for tech. Um, and, and we also spend a lot of time uh, kind of bringing our community together, a lot of events, a lot of networking, uh, a lot of knowledge sharing across our membership, trying to support the ecosystem as it grows so rapidly in New York City and beyond in, in the whole state, actually. And also, I should have said when you introduced me, I'm not technically the chair. I am the founder. I'm the executive director. Uh, the chair of the organization is Fred Wilson, who has been working on this with me um, from the beginning. Fred, of course, from Union Square Ventures, who's a real leader in well, a real leader in the tech ecosystem internationally, but but in New York City specifically. Yeah, no. Uh, for those folks within the uh, the tech world, Fred is uh, is an icon and um, tremendously well known and connected here back in Colorado to to Brad Feld and the and 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 Jerry Colonna and a whole host of folks within kind of the greater Colorado tech uh, tech scene. Getting back to kind of the the, the idea behind it or more of the genesis. Could you dig in a bit deeper, Julie, around how it started, why it yeah. started kind of? Yeah, so it was really clear five, six years ago when, when we were pulling this together that tech was incredibly ascendant in New York. I mean, listen, it was clear tech was ascendant across the country and the world, but it was happening in New York as well. Um, and a couple things, Kind of coincided. One, um, it's almost hard to remember this now, but at the time there was kind of some debate about which geography in the United States was going to be second to Silicon Valley. And, you know, Boston was having a moment. Around this time, LA was really having a moment. And I think some of the folks who'd been working in tech in New York for a long time were like, Wait a second. Wait, can we swear on this podcast? Yes, and how come you didn't mention Colorado as the the second? Well, place? Colorado we there. is a hundred percent and is doing its own amazing thing. But really, talking about, I think the scale, the scope of some of you know these really large cities, um, and and I, so I think there was a moment of like, 
what's happening? How come it's not obvious in New York? Shouldn't New York's tech sector be bigger than Silicon Valley's? Which I think in a few, or in some years it will be. Um, so, so that was happening. Another thing that was already going on in the kind of political sphere in New York City is that uh, there are a couple of organizations that are, are kind of the center of gravity politically for their industries. There's one for the larger business community. It's called the Partnership for New York City. There's one for real estate that's called REBNY, Real Estate Board of New York. And there wasn't really an organization for tech the same way politically. So what was happening at the time is that every time an issue would come up, uh, a political issue that involved tech, the same two or three or four people, not even four, you know, the same two or three people would get called all the time. Fred was one of them. Kevin Ryan, who's also on the executive committee and on my board for the, the life of the organization was another one. And what was happening was really two or three voices were speaking for all of tech in New York City. And they're great people, but they look the same. They were around the same age. They pretty much had the same, you know, similar backgrounds. And it wasn't really representative of the diversity of the broader tech ecosystem in the city. So uh, listen, it wasn't my idea, but it's also not the world's most original idea to build, to build what essentially is a trade association to represent the broader industry. And I, uh, I knew a bunch of my board members because I had been doing this work at the federal level. I'd been running another nonprofit, working with startups on technology policy, um, mostly in DC. I'd done that from San Francisco and from New York. So I knew a lot of these folks from my national work and a couple of them reached out and said, what do you think about doing this? And I said, okay. And I'll tell you the, the truth is at the beginning, I was like, I had a six month old baby. I had a full-time job. I was like, this is crazy. There were a lot of big personalities involved too. And I was like, this probably isn't gonna come together, but I'll take these meetings because why wouldn't you sit down with all these people to talk about it? It'll be great for my network. It'll be interesting. And after about six weeks of meetings, I remember I woke up one morning, I turned to my husband and I was like, I think I have to quit my job. <laughs> I think this is, I think this is real now. <laughs> and uh, you know, here we are. Now it's been more than six years since that conversation. Um, so I'm kind of an accidental founder, I think. So it looks to me like you actually used to do what I do and in big law yes, and then made your, made your way into policy. I saw you were at the EFF uh, and part of helping kill terrible patents and an initiative that I really get behind and support, uh, given I'm, I'm mostly on the defense side in patent cases. Uh, and then you've been uh, at Tech NYC for about six years. And it sounds to me like you're on to your next adventure. That's been announced, right? I am. I'm on to my next adventure, um, but I don't know what it is. And I have to say, no one really believes me when I say that, but it is totally true. The only thing I'm committing to is taking, taking a deep breath because I'm more scared about saying it, but I'm going to take three months off. I couldn't decide if I should say two or three, but I'm really committed to three, taking three months off and figuring it out. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Seems, seems to me based upon your DNA that that's going to be uh, two months is going to be challenging, probably well, that was, two weeks. That was the deep breath because <laughs> I haven't said it out. Now I'm accountable. That's I think awesome. now it's on the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's in the ethos. Yeah. So one thing that's really interesting is, um, I think it's interesting is that, you know, each of the geos uh, 
has a specific type of energy around um, entrepreneurship and startup community and more focused on the startup side and early venture as opposed to kind of more established uh, you know, big tech. In Colorado, you know, we've got a, a great ethos, great energy, one that's really collaborative and a bit of a co co um, co-opetition, if you will, not like the Bay where it's, you know, you're going to step on someone's throat in order for you to, to succeed. Can you talk a bit about uh, New York and the, the energy there? Because quite frankly, I don't know much about it. Yeah, listen, I think there's really great energy in New York. Uh, I mean, there's obviously really great energy in New York. That's much broader than just tech. Um, you know, it is New York City, which is just unique in the world. Um, and one of the things I love the most about it, and I moved from San Francisco back to New York. Uh, one of the things I love most about tech in New York is that while there's a great network, like in most tech communities, people know each other, they help each other, they've come up together. It's also really integrated into the broader New York landscape, into the broader New York, broadest version of the New York ecosystem. So what that means is that, and, and this is also, by the way, why I think that New York is totally ascendant when it comes to technology. I think these two things go together and it's that, you know, the next, let me take a step back and say that I, I really believe the next generation of tech companies, I, I think largest tech companies are going to be companies that are situated in other industries that maybe we don't think of as tech first. And that's gonna look like things like real estate and tech, fashion and tech, media and tech, obviously finance and tech, you know, whatever and tech. And there is nowhere where you can pull those things off as well as New York. And so what you see happening in New York a lot is people will jump, you know, from let's say they've built a career in marketing, they'll jump to an ad tech company or back and forth. And what you end up doing that way is you bring technical expertise, of course, because there's a huge booming tech ecosystem in New York, but you also bring subject matter expertise for the areas in which you're building. And you bring mentors from those areas and you bring investment from those areas. And so now, you know, it, increasingly, it, it's unclear how you even define a tech company. And New York to me is the core of that because people jump in and out of, of you know, tech or non-tech jobs. And, and to add a layer on top of that, one of the things I loved the most when I moved back to New York after having spent time in San Francisco was that you meet people constantly who don't work in tech. And that's amazing. Um, and that's, you know, that that's actually kind of unique for some of these uh, really close-knit tech ecosystems. And I think that really leads to more creative encounters. It leads to getting outside of out of your own bubble in a way that's really healthy, healthy and productive for, for company growth. It's funny that you say meet people that aren't tech because I don't think of New York as a tech heavy location. Mm -hmm. I think of them as as a traditional banking, marketing, media uh, heavy yeah. location. But you're seeing the move like you're talking about. Yes. Like I just read Ben Smith from the New York Times is starting a tech company. Yep. Uh, Justin along, Smith left yeah, Bloomberg. It's going to be Bloomberg. totally right. right. That's a perfect example. Like that stuff's going to happen in New York. Those are media people. You know, listen, Justin had started courts. Like, is, is he a media guy? Is he a tech guy? I, I don't know. How do you even define that? I don't know. 
um, the, the, anecdotally, when we, when my first kid got to preschool, I remember that uh, my husband and I were the only parents in tech. And now that's not true anymore. I don't, I mean, now I've got two kids in school and we're not the only parents in tech in either class. So there's, I mean, that's anecdotal, that's probably meaningless, but I think it's indicative of what you're seeing across the city. And it's not just people, it's not just engineers, you know, it, the other, another thing really shifted, I, I'd say in the past decade, in the past seven years, five, seven years in New York City tech. And it was for a long time, the largest employers, you know, the Googles of the world were coming to New York City to open their sales offices. But they were largely keeping their end shops and, and you know, the other kind of more technical roles on the West Coast. That started shifting. And that shift really opened everything up because what you all of a sudden saw happen was that an engineer could move to New York City and could have a full career at multiple different employers. You know, you could expect to work for a startup and maybe go work at a Google or a Facebook and, you know, jump around, go work at a financial institution and have a very, uh, very interesting, diverse career, all different employers, but all within tech. And we've seen that has created um, an amazing flywheel. And even during some of the darkest days of COVID, you know, like mid 2020, um, the only real large employers to double down in New York City, signing huge new commercial leases, for instance, were Google, Facebook, and Amazon. They all made huge real estate moves in 2020 in New York, even during a global pandemic, which I think really you know, speaks to to kind of the, the outlook for the tech ecosystem in the city. So you were part, I know, at your Tech NYC with trying to get H2 or Amazon headquarters yeah, to HQ come to Brooklyn, HQ2. Um, Queens, Queens, not Brooklyn. Yeah, Queens. Do you think that sort of them not being awarded or not going there helped catalyze other people to focus on New York and move tech to New York? How do you think that? Yeah, happened? I mean, listen, I wish I had gone differently. I, it was unfortunate the way it ended, but I have long believed that that Amazon, even choosing New York, did kind of you know shine a light on so much of what is great about New York. The fact that Amazon um, was even willing to make that kind of commitment to New York City, which was obviously so much more expensive than any other uh, location they were looking at, despite you know, despite that, they were really to really double down, I think caused a lot of people to kind of realize, oh, you know, what is it we're missing? But at the end of the day, um, you know, the trends are, are really clear for New York. This is also some of Tech NYC's policy work has shifted related to what I'm about to say uh, over the time we've been doing this work. And, you know, it's, it's incredibly clear that tech companies will go where the people they want to hire are, period, full stop. Um, you know, you need look no farther than some of the trends around San Francisco and all the companies who are just moving it's because people don't want to live there and they don't want to live there not because of anything having to do with tech. They don't want to live there because of housing or they don't want to live there because of safety or they don't want to live there because of the schools or you name it. But those things that we used to think of as secondary are increasingly primary. So as long as New York City is a place where people want to live especially the kind of young creative people who tend to work in the tech industry. I have no doubt that the companies will continue to grow here. 
So, so with that though, I want to uh, double down or dig in a little bit deeper and, and maybe it's easier for you to answer this because now you're the outgoing tech NYCD. I mean, what, what, what we're seeing, uh, you know, from a, from a West perspective is migrations away, like whether it's from San Francisco or whether it's the great resignation, whether it's the great dispersion, whether it's lower tax states, Mike, what we're hearing, uh, I was just in Miami over, over the holidays I don't recommend that. Um, but uh, a lot of folks from New York are actually migrating down to Miami and helping Miami become this incredible tech hub, uh, you know, the, the mecca of, you know, of the next gen. You know, we're hearing that NYC is having a brain drain. What, yeah. are your, what are your comments on that? Yeah, we haven't actually seen that so much in tech. Obviously, there are some folks in the tech sector who've gone down to Miami. Some have actually come back already because <laughs> stay there, stay there for a summer <laughs> until your house is flooded, and then I'll talk. But, but you know, all joking aside, um, we haven't seen that happen in tech in the large scale uh, way. I think that's been reported. We have seen that happen in finance. A ton of folks from the financial sector, as far as I can tell, and the data show this, have moved from New York to Florida. And there are pockets of people in tech, but by and large, we have not seen this, this like exodus of tech workers from New York City. Part of it is that, uh, that you know a lot of the companies are booming in New York. There's another reason why I actually really think this is, I don't wanna forget to say this, I think this is important. One of the most amazing things about the tech sector in New York is that for a very long time, until somewhat recently, if you were building a tech company or you know wanted a career in tech, or especially if you were fundraising, people would say, um, why aren't you doing this in, in San Francisco? Why aren't you doing this somewhere else? Why are you doing it in New York? It's so expensive, da, 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 you know? And so the people who stuck it out, the people in tech who stayed in New York City made a real commitment to be in New York City, which means they love something about New York. There's some reason that they chose to be in New York. Um, I see this all the time. You know, most of the, the leaders involved in Tech NYC on my board and beyond, they live in the city. They take the subway. They don't live in the suburbs. You know, they're New Yorkers. They wanted to be here. As opposed to finance, for instance, where for a long time, uh, you kind of had to be in New York. And a lot of those people do live in, not that there's anything wrong with living in the suburbs. <laughs> a lot of those people live in the suburbs. They're, they're in New York because inertia brought them more than because of a personal choice. And those are the people who I see leaving. But the people in tech by and large made a, a conscious choice to be in New York. And living in New York is um, in a lot of ways, it's irrational to live in New York City. You know, I say this as someone who does and is raising young kids in Manhattan, like it's outrageously expensive. I live in an apartment that most people would think is tiny. Um, I mean, it is, you know, uh, nothing about it makes that much sense. But people who are there, myself included, you know, we love it. And the tech sector in New York is made up of a lot of people who love it. So how does Tech NYC help early stage companies like where Yosha is fulfilled, like entrepreneurs, how, how does it help them? What does it do for them? Does it advocate? Does it help them raise money? Yeah. What are the sort yeah, of how, things how can works? you How can you help me, Julie? Yeah. <laughs> how can you help Yosh? I have a lot of ideas. Um, so listen, there's there's a couple. The, the thing tech, I think not unlike uh, building a business, any kind of business, just because we're a nonprofit, you know, one, we really had to focus on, on kind of what is our lane. 
Uh, we can't, Tech NYC is not gonna be all things to all people, not gonna be all things to all companies. We're not, um, you know, we're not an organization that, for instance, helps with fundraising, really. We're not an organization that does a lot of the kind of wraparound support for startups that you see from more like maybe a, a tech stars or, you know, startup weekend or whatever, that, that's, that's less our vibe, though we, we do some of that. And we have friends, you know, across all these types of organizations. What we really focus on is ensuring, again, that New York City it is the best place to build and grow companies, that we are helping the landscape at its most broad. For specific companies, that can mean a whole bunch of different things. If you're a company that exists in a regulated space, we're probably helping a lot because we're working on that regulation. If you don't exist in, in a very regulated space, we're helping a lot by, I would, would argue, we do a, a lot of work kind of supporting the broader, the broader ecosystem. Um, and then, you know, we do all kinds of events, but COVID obviously makes this weird, but all kinds of events, all kinds of civic engagement. Um, and we do a lot of, uh, we can create opportunities of real visibility for some of the smaller companies. You know, we have a daily newsletter that's read by thousands of people, which you can check out at techNYC.org. And, you know, we highlight small startups and what's going on with them uh, in that newsletter. Um, and and our, our, our networking stuff, I think is really crucial. It's important to, to what we do. But you know the, the the thing I would say though is the people who and the companies who get the most out of an organization like Tech NYC are the people in the companies who are really interested in what's going on in the civic landscape. You know we're not just working with government and tech companies; we're also working with other civic stakeholders, other organizations, um, other cultural institutions. You know we kind of sit in that in-between like government, private sector, nonprofit space that has for generations, for centuries really, helped New York City run. And one of the things I'm most interested in long-term uh, is as tech becomes one of, if not the biggest industry in New York City, what does that look like? What does that mean politically? What does that mean philanthropically? What does that mean civically for New York City? Uh, I think that's a fascinating question and one we have to get right. Interesting. So in terms of kind of then the breakdown of, of what you would, what, what Tech NYC focused on and kind of the priorities, you mentioned civic, I'm sure there's a component of philanthropic, definitely kind of sales and getting uh, businesses to, to come to, uh, to come to NYC. Um, there's a whole public policy. Could you kind of break down percentage wise and maybe dig into kind of the top two or three priorities and what your focus yeah. was over the last six years? Yeah, I mean, it change, and, and any given year it would change, sure. as you can imagine. There's one other uh, big category I would kind of add to that and then I'll try and answer the question as best I can. Um, but we do a lot around workforce development around computer science education, uh, really engaged in how we can help. You know, it, I've talked a lot about how it's so important to attract people to New York. You know, one of the things I love about New York um, is that New York really attracts the best and the brightest. People want, you know, people spend their whole lives dreaming about living in New York and like what an amazing thing is that to build to build on. But the flip side of that, of course, is that 8.8 .8 million people live in New York City. 
you know, hundreds of that million kids in New York City public school. Like, what are we doing to ensure that that these opportunities that these tech companies are building are also available to New Yorkers who were born here um, and who, who, you know, look like they were born here, which is to say, you know, all different colors, all different backgrounds, all different languages. You know, that's the amazing thing about New York. So, and that issue, and I'll try and answer your question, uh, that is something we always have worked on. Um, and, you know, there's a ton more to do. And there's a ton more to do both on the education side, but also on the hiring side. Um, and so that's always been a real, uh, a real focus of our work. Um, to answer your question a little bit more specifically in the, I mean, listen, the, something we haven't talked about is how the politics around tech and tech companies have shifted dramatically over the last six years. You know, when we started Tech NYC, tech could, you know, do no wrong. Everyone wanted a piece of tech. Uh, you know, I don't need to tell you that at the local level, at the federal level, at the international level, that's not the case anymore. I don't know. It's big tech. We're all scared of big, big tech. tech. That's right. Everyone's scared of, but, but that, but I think that's an important point. Even, you know, the policies we've seen that are a, you know, so-called response to quote unquote, big tech, um, those policies will all impact startups as well. And I would argue have a much larger impact on startups as well. So take privacy legislation, which is something we have been spending time on the past couple of years in, in New York State, in Albany, in the state capital. Our state legislature has been working on privacy. And, uh, you know, like this issue, along with many others, is, is definitely a reaction to the kind of what we've seen play out vis-a-vis you know, making air quotes you can't see around big tech, but those policies are going to impact all kinds of small companies. And, you know, listen, Congress hasn't been able to get its act together here, but what would be a real travesty from my point of view is if you've got 20 or 30 different privacy regimes across the country, you know, how are you going to start a company? The only way you're going to be able to do that is if you're going to hire some, you're just going to, you already do see a cottage industry of companies helping navigate Privacy regulation. Oh yeah, it's and called so, lawyers. Privacy it's lawyers. lawyers. We have them, but yeah. <laughs> but beyond that, I mean, there are startups who are doing that, and that's, you know, you're slowly ratcheting up the cost of starting up new businesses, and that seems to be inevitable to some extent. You know, I think that we've lived in the past decade or so in kind of these this glory, or like this glorious time where where the the costs of company creation were quite low, and there was so much capital to do it, and then inevitably that will. Uh, balance itself out, I think. Um, but I hope it doesn't balance itself out so much that all we end up doing is entrenching the largest existing players um, and, and making it harder for real competition to come in. Like that, that to me would be a shame. So that we think about that a lot when we work on issues like, for instance, privacy. So you're transitioning out of the organization. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, do you have plans on what you're doing, where you're going, even what area you're going to focus on? I actually do not. I've never not had a job. I even worked, you know, part-time during law school um, and I'm committing to taking some, some time off, which is going to be crazy. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you're staying in New York though. Oh yeah. I'm not leaving New York place. No, 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 I'm not leaving. And I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll do something. I hope that's interesting and fulfilling. I have to like, think about what and how much of it I want to do. 
you know, my kid, I have young kids, uh, which is something to consider. Um, I don't know. I've never not, you know, I've had, I've had, I don't even know how, who I am without my job title anymore. You know, you are Julie. I'm Julie, but you know, Julie, who's not executive director of tech NYC. It's kind of scary to think about, you know, what am I going to say at a cocktail party? Well, I, I tell you what, because I'm going to take the, the end of this podcast in the direction oh, yeah. of what I see in the background, which is the Peloton bike, because I love talking oh, about yeah. that so much. Uh, before I do that, um, what is sort of, now that you've seen tech startups for the last five, six years, I know it's just in New York, I don't want to say just in New York, but you've seen companies at all stages. Do you have like a set of things that you tell them? advice-wise that they need to be thinking about either at the beginning, yeah. early stage, mid-stage that you don't want to let, let this opportunity go? That's a good question. I think there are, uh, that's obviously changed over time. You know, I used to always talk about how important it was to think about culture and diversity early because it's so much harder to fix it later. But I, I think that's kind of out there. Like people understand that now in a way they didn't a few years ago. Um, I think a lot about I spent a lot of my, my time thinking about tech in cities and what the growth of tech companies looks like in cities. And the advice I like to give companies um, is that I know it's, I, I'm, I'm not naive. I understand that when you're building a business, you are heads down building a business and you've got to focus on you know, the primary problems that come up in front of you. But I really believe that engaging uh, in the community around you and growing, try and grow as organically in that community as possible, finding the right community partners, finding the right, uh, the right coalitions, um, you know, the right ways to stay engaged will, will make your life much easier down the road than you might ever anticipate early on. All right. Thanks, Julie. Let's talk Peloton. Let's talk Is my that... favorite subject. Let's talk it's, a it's... great New York tech company, by the way. It is actually a New York tech company. Yes. Uh, all the all the instructors are in New York, even though some and of them And they all love New West York. Coast. They do. And one of them hosts the Nets. I actually uh -huh. saw Ali Love on the at the net went to a Nets game last time I was in New York. Were you wait, were cool. you more excited about the basketball game or about Ali Love? Look, I love sports, but I was more excited about it. I'm like, yes. Peloton, yes. Um, all right. So who's your favorite instructor? Totally depends on the day. Do you have one favorite? Now, so I used to be an Alex Toussaint disciple and I did. Oh, I love I, Alex. I've, I've done every Alex ride ever. And I, I arrange, so adorable. as my wife would tell you, I literally arrange our, our like schedule around when I can do a live class. If I'm hitting a milestone, I have to do an Alex Toussaint live ride. And like getting an Alex Toussaint shout outs, like, lit, like this is embarrassing because I'm 43 years old. Like the highlight of my life at this point on my oh, birthday. This is so sad. This in is December, so sad. dude, I scheduled my, my I timed this. Evan, this is I'm, no, I'm gaining listeners. Look, I timed my 900th ride on my birthday oh my for a, a day when Alex Toussaint taught two 20 minute rides. And I got a shout out birthday and 900th ride on the uh, first one. One in each. Del Deleted a ride so I could do the 900th again on the second ride. Oh no, ride. you did not. You deleted yes. a ride. Yes. Oh yeah, but I oh, but aggressive. I purposely. That is so I aggressive. Deleted, <laughs> I deleted a warm up ride. You know, five five minute warm up ride. Um, yeah, two shout outs is the best. It was so amazing. Um, That's a birthday present. All right, so now, I, I love I love it um, all. I, I love it. All right, so who are your other time. who are your favorite instructors? I love Jen Sherman, but honestly, we have like so much in common in our lives. Sometimes it makes me uncomfortable. 
but Dude, she's got from, got, from music taste is just dead on. You remind me of Jen Sherman. That's what I'm saying. We she's a few years older than me. I too am 43, but like I think our backgrounds are very similar. Our music tastes are very similar. Um, you got you sound like a New Yorker now, by the way. You sound almost like her. Do I? No, no. Yes. I'm, I'm from Chicago. I'm, I mean, I'm a New Yorker. Yeah, After a few drinks, I sound like I'm from Chicago still. Jen Sherman, I'm, I'm writing her Jen down. Jen Sherman, it has I'm a Sunday morning her. ride with good mm-hmm. music. I really like her. Yes, her, her Grateful Dead ride, her Pearl Jam ride. I mean, yes. these Pearl are my most, these awesome. are my, yes. The Pearl yeah, Jam ride. Oh, awesome. how about the Alex Toussaint, Michael Jordan ride? Oh my God. Yeah, from the from his house. From I mean, his with house. The, with the, the shoes and the basketball <laughs> in the back. All right, that's, that's on my I cried in that one. list. I mean, I grew uh, yeah. up in the 90s in Chicago, so... Yeah, when they play the music at the beginning, I, I get chills right now, even just like thinking about that ride. Maybe I'm going to do know, that. Jordan. I, maybe I'll do that one tomorrow. It's, it, that gets me pumped up every time, and I've done it over and over again. What about, so I do a lot of Justin's boot camps, um, not uh-huh. the tread ones, the bike boot camps. Yeah. they crush me. Well, I, I did a tune day boot camp this week, and I actually can barely move. Yeah, she has good. Oh, I also love things. Emma. I love well. I love Emma. See, I haven't done I any do Emma all the Love Crush Your well. Core. I'm, she's got Crush Your Core too right now. I'm really into that. No, oh, I haven't done any of those. I've done Kendall Tool lately. Mm-hmm. I like. I, like Ken- I did Kendall today. Yeah, she. So did I actually this morning. Yeah, I like her. She's great. She gets me going. I love them all. I usually choose by um, music, by what music I'm feeling. Yeah, that's how I choose. All right, I like this. We're boring, Yosh. Yosh is the best part of the podcast, man. Sorry, guys, you lost me. Yeah. I know. I also sometimes I feel like um, I like. I'm embarrassed. I'm like a, a stereotype of myself on this. It makes me uncomfortable. But I love yeah. it anyway, so I don't care. Well, thank uh, you for being vulnerable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, Talking too much about Peloton. <laughs> dude, I look, it's it's uh it's the pandemic. We only have certain things to latch on to. I have latched on to Peloton. It, it gets me going. All right. Well, Julie, thank you so thank much. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me.